Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 3 o'clock on Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. I find it interesting. Thanks for making us your sports station. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. What did Kirby say to the steakhouse? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to hear it coming up in 20 minutes. Rusty and Steak killed it today with Kirby. And it's just cool to get Kirby's perspective on things. Uh, they also talked about Carson Beck coming back. And NIL. Wait till you hear what Kirby says about NIL. Because what he's talking about is fundamentally the conversation I've been having with college coaches that I know and why it is so difficult with no guardrails or rules in regarding NIL uh, in regards to. And, and Mike, that is a thing that all these coaches are challenged with right now. It's a big deal. Yeah, that's why, you know, when when you're looking whoever that guy is going to be. And, and, you know, uh, I know our buddy Danny Cannell tweeted yesterday, and it wasn't a shot. He was just being honest. If ever there was a time to step away, if you're Nick Saban, the changing landscape of, of college football and some of the things that certainly he made to use his platform as the number one coach in, in college to kind of rail against, like, you know, the transfer portal, like the way NIL was being used. Of course, he adapted like he always does, Carl, and, and did as, as good as anyone else. But, yeah, you got to have a handle on this. So a younger coach, you and I said it, you never want to be the guy who replaces the guy. Uh, it rarely works. You know, you could go through the – I mean, take take any legendary coach. You and I talked about it yesterday. But the only time it worked, a coach in waiting situation, was Jimbo in Tallahassee who mm. had, a, had a, a national championship within like four years after Bowden stepped away. But it, but I mean, that's few and far between, man. It is. And, and Dabo – remember, Dabo was always the slam dunk for a lot of Alabama fans. Even Mike Johnson morning show. You know, Alabama, you know, two-time All-Americans. Like, nah, it's, that's not the play right now for the Tide. Because uh, of, of his residence, his hesitance to, to get involved in, in the portal. In the NIL. portal, yeah. It's hurt him, Mike. It's hurt Clemson. There's no doubt. Uh, last night we were talking uh, as a show, and we were mentioning, you know, all the rumors that are out there uh, about coaches that, that might either be offered the job or maybe, you know, ultimately take the job. And DeBoer's name came up, right, from Washington. Right. And I just – I put this out there with our crew last night, and we were talking about this, but I said <laughs> no disrespect to DeBoer. He's a really good coach. I think if Harbaugh leaves Michigan, he may end up going there, Mike, um, because, again, that you know, the, he's still in the Big Ten and, and he's a Midwestern guy, et cetera, et cetera. All that stuff sometimes plays, sometimes it doesn't. But my thing is we're talking about Alabama. We're talking about Alabama. And – if you want to take a small sample size of what happened at Auburn with Harson, or even Chizik at times, when, right? When they hired him to come in, and it was like, eh, 
Does it really fit? Fit is a big deal. And I've always said, especially with some of these specific jobs we're talking about, like Alabama, you got to go get a guy who knows the SEC, Mike, who knows how to recruit this, this area. We're talking about the southeast, even though it's all over the country now. And I just, when we were talking about that last night, I was like, that's just not the fit I see. Now, I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but you are really taking a chance because you know Alabama fans are going to be impatient. Right. You know, they had that whole tie to Bear Bryant. Mike DuBose took over for Gene Stallings, did a decent job. It was about 23 over 500 for his career there. And then they replaced him with Dennis Francione. Remember Dennis Francione from TCU? Texas A&M. I remember interviewing him back in the day. uh, We were at the Lodge, and I was like, man, are we sure? And then after they had him for three seasons, you had that Mike Price debacle. So that's a whole daisy chain. Then it was Mike Shula, and then eventually they finally got around to – and that was Mal Moore. We said this yesterday. Mal Moore literally stayed in Miami until he got a yes from Nick Saban to come and, to come and coach Alabama. Yeah, man. I just, you know, don't know where they're going to go, but Dan Lanning says uh, he's staying in Oregon, so you can cross him out. And that doesn't mean that any of these other names that have been mentioned are out of the mix, but everybody immediately jumped on Dan Lanning yesterday, and it made perfect sense. You know, work there mm-hmm. uh, for Saban. Uh, was you a know. GA for Saban. Obviously, you know, cut his teeth as a coach with Kirby you yeah. know, in, the, in the SEC. Totally makes sense. And the dude recruits like crazy. He can recruit like crazy. So it totally made sense. But that's not going to happen. More on this coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Right now, let's get to an NFL. Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league. This is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. Let's hear from Pete Carroll about the mutual agreement that he agreed to yesterday. Following our season-ending meetings uh, with ownership, it's clear, and for a variety of reasons, um, we we have mutually agreed uh, to set a new course for the club to take on new leadership. Okay. He's not saying he's done, though. Right. But he did say that uh, <laughs> he wanted to stay on, Mike. He would have loved to have stayed on. I competed pretty hard to be the coach, just so you know, because I, I just wanted to make sure that I stood up for all of our coaches and the players and the things that we had accomplished, not so that we could be the coach still, but so that we could continue to have a chance to be successful and keep the organization going. That's what I was fighting for. So I, I, in that regard, that was what I was representing in our discussions. And uh, we, got, we got to a good part good clean spot where it made sense and and uh you know i went along with the, with their intentions yeah i mean the article in, in seattle saying that they wanted to do what most coaches do when they come to a crossroads you got to fire a bunch of assistants that he wasn't prepared to perhaps do that and so you know and, and this is coming from ownership because he's tight with the gm you know you got geno smith the quarterback with a ceiling you know but and you and you he oversaw the, you know the legion of boom until obviously you had to kind of retool it they've done a really good job with the draft and putting things back together so yeah he didn't want to leave seattle by any stretch that's why i think he's definitely going to you know He'll take some calls. I think so, too. I think so, too. Meanwhile, the Bears yesterday, because there was so much news, the Bears make the decision to stay with Eberflus, their head coach. They also fired everyone pretty much on the offensive side, including their OC. Which was a smart move. It was. But Ryan Poles, the general manager, and oh, by the way, he holds the number one pick in the draft, said Eberflus, the reason why they stayed the course is because... When you go through hard times and you can keep everyone together, to me, that's like the critical piece. In a market like this, like you have to be strong. I mean, if he's jumping off the boat and everyone else starts jumping off the boat, it's a hot mess. So the stability was a big piece of it. Um, the detail that he coaches with, taking some of the mistakes from the game, bringing them to practice, and making sure that we're doing things the right way. I saw a lot of progress in that. There's a reason why we went from three to seven wins. There are, the player aspect of it is important, but also the detail. 
and bringing the team together and sticking through those hard times allowed us to push through. And, and you saw a lot of those wins happening towards the back end of the season. It's not for him. I really don't think that's the case. I think it starts to crumble. Everyone starts to do their own thing. So to me, that was a, a critical piece in this. Okay. And the quarterback played better. The defense was better. They made progress. Made so, a run the second half of the season. So Eberflus is back. Now they need a new offensive coordinator and an offensive staff. And you go get the best guy out there. I mean, I don't know if you try to talk to, uh, you know, steal somebody from, you know, from the 49ers. Or you try to steal somebody who's working with Todd Munkin. Because you just got to, you know, you that was the mistake of Luke Getzey. Because we remember we said this last year. He had never been an OC at the pro level. Never even call plays. So you're trying to develop, you know, you're trying to get the most out of fields. You've got to get that, we like to use the phrase quarterback whisper, but somebody who's done it. Right. You know, even if it's an old fart, you got to get somebody in there who's done it. Yeah, I totally agree. Hey, uh, as we talk about what's going on around the NFL, Mike, could Russ return to Denver? Do you see this? Sean Payton said he met with Russell Wilson for 30 minutes Monday, Ugh. and there is a scenario that he could return to Denver. I told him, quote, look, I don't think it's going to be that long, drawn-out process, but I haven't been decisive as far as what our plans are, but he could be back. What do you think? Um... So what was he doing? Was he doing like, you know, I don't know, worlds of tank blitz on his phone? What was Russ? Was Russ actually listening as as, uh, Sean Payton was speaking? (laughs) I mean, was he sitting there doing like. You think he he tuned out? Hey, look at this. I got Call of Duty on my mobile phone. (laughs) I'm I'm just saying, was this a monologue or was this a dialogue, I guess, is the question. Because remember, regardless of the contract situation, the fact they had to shut him down so they don't have to eat the contract if he got hurt. Yeah. He embarrassed him a few times in front of everybody on the sideline. He did. He did. I mean, you, you want to call out a, a high school kid, a college kid, you don't do that to a veteran like Russell. I mean, even if Russell is a diva and everything that's apparently been reported about it, you just still don't do that. I don't think so either. By the way, Washington's direction with this first pick could be determined how they view Sam Howe. How do you view Sam Howe, by the way? Bum. Okay, so the new coach will come in and say, bum. Yeah, you got to go get a quarterback. And then they will go get a quarterback. But then people are saying, well, what if they like Sam Howe and then the number two pick is up for grabs, Falcons? Oh, what, what, what do you do then, Mike? Well, I mean, you know what? You play it close to the vest. Sam Howell, only 23. Started off like a house of fire, but then finished dead even, as you mentioned yesterday. 22 touchdowns, yeah. 22 picks. That's why I was saying early in the year, man, Eric Bieniemy is kind of showing he can uh, – and, and, and they got weapons, too. They got a deep McLaurin. They got decent receivers, decent running backs on that team. It's not like it's bereft of talent. I agree. Uh, I want to see where they're going to go. Man, all these jobs. What, what, and, and by the way, everybody's going to wait to this first domino falls, right? Who's going to go where? And then, Mike, I think you're just going to see everybody just fall into place. Because once that decision is made and teams know they're out of the Belichick or the hardball sweepstakes, then you're going to see all these other guys kind of fall into place. I mean, the most attractive job, it's just purely from a talent standpoint, everyone says is the Chargers. But, you know, we and I brought this up. they got a lot of cap. They've got some hard decisions to make with their cap and cut some of their veterans. Yep. And you, but you got Justin Herbert. I would think, and we said this yesterday, I know some Falcon fans don't want to believe it, we got a lot of talent and a, a, a decent rated, with third-rated offensive line from the nerds at PFF, skill position guys, running backs, and a solid defensive base. So it's not like you're coming into Atlanta and it's like, oh, my God, I got to right, start from scratch. That's Carolina. That's not us. That is. Hey, man, Micah Parsons says there's only one MVP, and it's Dak, baby. Without a doubt, it has to be Dak Prescott. 4,500 yards. Uh, 36 touchdowns, leads the NFL, has nine interceptions, uh, less overall turnovers, and, uh, you know, QBR 72.6, second QBR. Uh, without a doubt, I think Dak Prescott had the better year. Um, I mean, look at the Ravens' defense. They just won a triple crown. Um, they had the best defense in the NFL this year, without a doubt. 
there's balance to it, right? Lamar played great. Uh, obviously, he's going to win MVP because how the media looks at it. But Dak played the best football in the NFL. I don't, uh, uh, you know, as a quarterback, no one can tell me differently. The stats, the film, uh, the place he's been able to stand, what he did this year, he he is by far my MVP. I mean, and those who say it's not about stats and uh, they say it's not about interceptions, whatever. When it mattered, Dak won. I mean, he's not necessarily wrong, although, Michael, you got to get his name right. I'm not sure who you were talking about when I you mentioned. I think Dak Prescott had the better year. Who? Dak? Is he changing that? You, you got to know his name. I think Dak Prescott had the better year. <laughs> I believe it's now Dak Prescott. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure who he's talking about right there. I mean, I know the Prescott I think name. Dak Prescott had the better year. <laughs> Oh, he's running hot. He's running hot. You know what I mean? He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we screw up names. I mean, it's hard to screw up a one-syllable name, some would say. <laughs> you, know? you do play yeah. with the guy. Yeah. But uh, Jack has got pressure on him, just like McCarthy. We talked about uh, Dan Quinn. Jerry. Jerry does feel that McCarthy has done a good job, but he's still not said that he's locked in. They, Dick uh, Pres- <laughs> now, Prescott is on uh, par for an MVP-type uh, season. We, he could be the MVP. A guy whose season has gone sideways is Jalen Hurts. They've lost five of their last six to finish the season. And now the word out of Philadelphia is Jalen Hurts has not thrown a football since the Sunday loss to the Giants. He's still got that finger injury, injury that we left the game. They're in trouble, Mike. Well, you know, they got, the good news is they're going, what, they're playing Tampa Bay, right? They Tampa. drew Tampa Bay. Yes. I mean, they should be able to handle those guys. But I don't know if the entire defense hits some form of a rookie wall. That's what it looked like. But one of the great stories that, man, this is, they'll be the one seed the whole way through and the wheels have completely fallen off. And I don't know how Sirianni gets these guys up for this playoff game because if they can't get Baker on the ground, he's certainly capable of putting something together. Listen, Mike Evans and company, they could beat you. I mean, you can go down there and think you're just going to roll them. Right. But I I don't know, man. It's concerning what I've seen with the Eagles. Oh, that's a Monday night game, by the way. Yeah, Monday. Yeah. It's the only game. Uh, well, we got two Saturday, three Sunday. Well, actually one because nobody has Peacock. And then Monday night you, you get that game. Hey, Tom Brady, speaking of MVPs, what do you think about Lamar Jackson? First time I ever really noticed you was that high school highlight where you put the brakes on the guy and he went flying by. <laughs> okay. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, not that I've ever had that experience in my entire life. So I, I don't even know what that feels like. Uh, but now you're doing that at the highest level. You know, you're the reason why people watch the NFL because guys like you and uh, you just had an amazing career. So thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, he's crushing it. There's no doubt. Ravens get to sit and chill uh, and they get to buy. I, I am curious, Mike, to see who comes out of Wild Card Weekend, but I'll tell you, I think the Packers are going to give the Cowboys everything they, they got. Um, you said it. Philly, that's an intriguing game for me. By the way, Philly's only a three-point favorite on the road in that Correct. game. Because when you lose like they have, and they, I mean, the way the Giants beat them up, and you know that we, we saw it up close, the Bucks can get after it defensively. And, and the Giants, I mean, they look terrible against everyone but Philadelphia defensively. That's part of the reason why Wink Martindale was fired after he basically told the coach to go blank himself. <laughs> yes, he did. I forgot about that. And then slammed the door. Yeah, then slammed the door, and then adios. He wanted to fire a couple of his assistants, and he said, no way, and then blank you, and that's it. And Dave was like, adios. 3 o'clock hour brought to you by Status Truck and Trailer Repair, driven by excellence, building successful partnerships. Kirby Smart. Gives Nick Saban a lot of credit to the coach he's become. But what else did he have to say about Saban and the Georgia program? You're going to hear it coming up next on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. But the the first time I met him was, um, I think, over in uh, Mobile. I was at FSU as a graduate assistant and met him for an interview uh, around the senior bowl time. And uh, we were at an FBO, one of those private airports. He was coming in and out. And uh, I got there about an hour before he did to make sure I was there on time. And uh, we had a nice, good interview. Coach Muschamp was there. And uh, it was was unique. Um, Probably wasn't as intimidated back then as I should have been. Um, You know, it was right after he'd won the first national title. But uh, a lot of respect for him as a coach and – um, as a person and a man, I mean, what he and Miss Terry have meant to really the game of football, but especially to, to Tuscaloosa, they've been incredible. And I mean, he's 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 put a lot of coaches through his uh, his coaching factory. I can assure you of that. And uh, he's really really good at what he does. And from what I hear, he was still working and coaching right up to the last minute. Uh, it sounds like over there uh, yesterday. So a lot of respect for him, and, and he meant a lot to my career. Were you surprised by the news? Uh, I mean, yeah, I know. I think a little little shocked when it came about. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things that uh, it's inevitable for all of us. We're going to, you know, all walk away. Sometimes you walk away on your own terms and sometimes you don't. I think it's pretty cool that he got to walk away, you know, on his own terms. Coach, obviously that's a huge decision for for University of Alabama and and for college football. But, you know, turning toward the Georgia Bulldogs and a decision for you, Carson Beck coming back, uh, a quarterback, and a lot of things go into a decision like that. Can you kind of walk us through, uh, tell me what you thought when when you heard, like, hey, when he said, Coach, I'm coming back, what's that do for your team? Uh, What's that do for the offseason? And what does that do for you uh, in 2024, knowing you got a guy coming back experienced? Yeah, it's a huge momentum builder. I think it gives a lot of confidence in the program that the things are headed in the right direction. He has enough confidence in, in us as coaches and uh, and as a staff to continue to uh, lead and direct him in the right direction. I mean, it's 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 ultimately a business decision for him. He's looking at it as can he grow and extend his NFL career by being at Georgia another year, therefore being more prepared for the NFL when he goes. And I thought he did a real good job researching things. He had a lot of help around him uh, in terms of getting him good information and not making an emotional decision. And 
Uh, I thought he, I mean, he, he could have come out and it would be the right decision for him. He could have stayed and it would be the right decision for him. There's no true right or wrong for him. I think he, he made the decision that, that, that fit him best. And uh, his long-term goals are to play a long time in the NFL, and he wants to prepare a little more and, and win some games while he's doing it. So it's certainly big for us because it had a, it had a major impact on not only recruiting but, but guys deciding to stay with him. What what did you see? One last question, Carson Beck. What did you see the most growth out of him? Obviously, taking live snaps. But when you sit there in August and you go through those scrimmages, and then you see him, what he evolved. What did you see the most growth out of him this year? Just situationally understanding not to force the ball, when to uh, have to make plays with your feet. The decision that for all quarterbacks is, you know, do I run or do I throw? Do I take a sack? Do I take a risk here? And I think his awareness of that, he, he had some huge conversions with his legs. Uh, and I think that, that that's frustrating for, for coordinators because he's a, he's a kid that wins with his mind, protections, throws. Uh, at an elite level, but then when you get all that figured out and you you beat a guy in the in the offensive line and you got a one on one chance to tackle him and he takes off, it just demoralizes defenses. And I thought his growth uh, in terms of making those decisions. I mean, if you if you're number one in the country on third down offense, you got somebody that knows what he's doing at quarterback. That it just doesn't happen. You go look at uh, across the, the the nation and across the history of guys that have been good on third downs. They usually are, are high quarterback functioning people, and that's that's what he is. Were you surprised or disappointed at all about how the quarterback room has filled out or not filled out in recent since uh, that decision at all? No, not not really surprised. At all. Nothing surprises me anymore. It's 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 uh, go with the flow. You know, it's who can adapt best. It's uh, um, take the information you're given, take the, the the opportunity to get players that you're given, and make the most of it, and that's what we've done. So I'm very pleased and confident. I thought Puglisi had a great uh, set of uh, bowl practices. We got to see him firsthand and go out and be the the quarterback against uh, the defense. So I got to watch him throw and do things. I thought Gunner got valuable experience in terms of being able to get in the game and go play, and uh, that's big. So yeah. you're always looking to have some depth in that room. Kirby Smart with us on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I want to go back to uh... – Nick, just for a second, or in general, the conversation or the energy between the two of you at the SEC title game, and maybe I read too much into it. That's what we do in our business. But um, you said to him, buddy, I'm never going to be around coaching as long as you are. I promise you that. Um, Everybody wants to see the chemistry and the dynamic. Look at Kirby and Nick Saban. Everybody's fascinated like a reality show for men. But but. Like the, the, the warmth between the two of you and you said about your family when you had your kids born and, and, and his family being there. I, I don't know. It's kind of poetic that it, it, it ends and it felt like that you guys are at a, a place that everybody could realize how close really your two families are and how you feel about Nick Saban. Yeah, the 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 moment or the I, I, the clip I see is just a brief little clip that they actually cut. You know, they, they cut that up to to how they want to. So the actual footage is probably longer than that and probably more meaningful than that. They just they they shape it how they want to. They can make the narrative yeah. go how they want to go with what they cut in and out of that. But you know, there, there's a lot of respect uh, both ways between he and I. And uh, I've told him that I, I make it a point to tell him how much I appreciate he's done for the game. And for other coaches, not just me. I mean, he's done a lot for the game of football. So that 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 pregame deal for me is is just a, a matter of respect um, for what he's done and, and how he's gone about his business. Nobody in this business works uh, as hard as he does, and uh, he demands a lot of his staff. But he 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 
does it himself. And uh, I have respect for that. And uh, I know how hard it is to do it at that level for a long time. And, and he's accomplished that. So those moments that are called in there, or you can tell it's all, it's all cut up with bits and pieces of yeah. it. So there's parts in there missing. Kirby Smart with us on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. After the blowout win over Florida State, the quote was, people need to see what happened tonight and they need to fix it. It's really unfortunate for the guys on the sideline who had to play in that game when they didn't have their full arsenal. Um, any more depth you can provide to what you were trying to say there and how you were feeling after a great bowl win for Georgia, but one that I know you felt kind of mixed about as it played out? Yeah, the the, the comments were spoken more uh, not towards just FSU in general, just the situation that college football's in. You know, I think it's having its effect on uh, on coaches as a whole and on – uh, and indirectly, it's affecting kids. And, you know, a lot of people think that it's it's good for kids to have so many options. I, I, I tend to, to disagree that, that, that you know, what, what, what wears on so many of our players and players across college football is what else could I be doing? Where can I go and get immediate success? And where is the best pathway for me? When a lot of times – um, the best pathway is is right where your feet are, and if you have the thought in your head always that there's grass greener on the other side, that impacts you. It impacts you academically. It impacts you emotionally. It impacts your mental health because you're constantly thinking about the alternative. And uh, I don't I don't know that right now um, we're in the right place when 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 guys can you know transfer twice and they can go two times a year. Um, that's a lot of doubt. As coaches, we really just want to know what our roster is going to be for a year. I don't think there's any coach that's saying kids shouldn't be able to transfer or kids shouldn't be able to make money. That's that's all um, out there, and that's a good thing when it's used the right way. It's just unfortunate that it's 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 gone as far as it has because it's it's led a lot of uh, kids to make you know you think they're the best decisions for them, but they look back and most of the kids that left our place they look back and say, "Golly, coach." I messed up. I just didn't know any better. You know, I think about it as a parent, and I think about having three kids and and the difference of looking at them and saying, well, this is how it is, and we're going to work through it, or them having in their head, well, I got plenty of other options. So, you know, like, like I don't have to stick this out, or um, if I'm not happy with something, I know there's an escape hatch, and I think any parent can appreciate that there's a different world of college football. The, the escape hatch is right in front of them, and it's hard for kids at 18, 19, and 20 to not want to jump there and, and parents to try to manage it, not just coaches. But now you have a kid who's saying, I can go do a bunch of other things. And I think that probably makes it more stressful than anything else. It does. It wears on them. And people will, will, will quickly point uh, at coaches' salaries. And quick, people will quickly point at uh, the coaches can, can move and go and freely. And, and I get that. I get that argument. That's why you have to be careful about the way you talk about it. But coaches can also be fired. <laughs> and coaches can be terminated on their contracts, and coaches have buyouts um, of which you know none of none, none of the players have those things. I, I would be really comfortable if a kid just checked the box before he came to school and said, "I'm going to be a, a student athlete on scholarship, um, and I get to keep my scholarship for four to five years." Or if a kid said, "I want to come in and, and have NIL, which is really pay for play now, but uh, I'm going to have this box, but I also can lose that and 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 be terminated." And, and, you know, most kids would choose the NIL path. But right. you'd have 15 or 20 kids a year that would say, you know what, 
I'll go take a full ride and and take my scholarship and say I'll make a commitment to stay in there two, maybe three years. Can't transfer for those two to three years. And then after you've been in the program for two to three years, feel free to go play out your eligibility somewhere else. And you'd be comfortable as a coach guaranteeing those three years? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. Because that's really what you need to develop a player is you need two – um, maybe three years, and uh, I, I, when kids have been in our program two to three years and they don't see that they're going to have playing time, most of the time they're wanting to go somewhere else, and we're we're comfortable with that because they haven't blossomed all the way to the point maybe they need to. But most of the ones that make the decision to go quickly, they make it all about immediate gratification, right. and that's the part that that's that's the toughest part is is that makes it hard. Coach, one last question, and I know this sounds crazy, but you know, fast forward one year from now, and we'd be having semifinals tonight, and then we'd be another nine days away, maybe from the national championship. Are you going to do? Obviously, the goal at the University of Georgia is to win all your games, the SEC championship, your bowl games, and get to that national championship game. With these extended period, are you going to do anything different in the off season? I mean, these kids' bodies have got to last another month, basically. How how, how are you going to attack this first off season? Well, our off season won't change much. It'll it'll have the possibility of changing next year, and I think that's the biggest uh, challenge for college coaches right now. Is you you could in theory be going into an off season next year, which is considerably strong. Do you do away with spring practice if you play longer, um, and it becomes more of an NFL model where you don't have the spring practices because you're going to start lifting and doing workouts much later. Um, as far as the way we attack the season. It's not going to change a ton because you still got to make it uh, X number of weeks. You still have a little gap there between the uh, championship games and then going to the uh, the first round. Uh, but you certainly have more games, and you're going to play longer than you've ever played. So depth is going to play a major factor, I think, in those playoff runs uh, with teams that rosters are already, a lot of them, decimated by transfers and, and, and different things. Great stuff with Kirby Smart on the Steakhouse with Rusty Manziel. And Kirby uh, laying out a lot of stuff mm. there. I mean, that's that's really good, interesting stuff from a coach's perspective as far as, Mike, the things that they're going to have to deal with. And the season is going to be longer. That This is why we have said at the end of the day, right, you're going to start with 12. I still think the four is going to be the teams that have the depth that we're talking about. Right, and Kirby there saying, look, you know, let's lock down the scholarship. Some guys say that's a form of a contract, which then gets some people saying, well, then the players unionize, and then it's even a worse situation for college football. But at least he's throwing some stuff out there. All right, guys, coming up, yeah, man, no, man. We're going to get back into the Belichick conversation if you're just joining us. However you're accessing the show, thank you for listening to Atlanta's number one sports station, his number one sports show, Dukes and Bell. Uh, rumors have it that Belichick is the Falcons' destination. I do not know if it's true, but we're talking about it with you, and we're going to get back into it. Also, John McClain's going to join us. We'll talk to him about all these coaching rumors. He's covered the NFL for over 30 years. He is dialed in, and we'll talk about the playoff games coming up as well. That's all in the 4 o'clock hour. But when we come back, yeah, man, no man. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. 
So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Oh, we told you this was going to be a crazy time for our Falcons. But it doesn't stop like after these next few weeks, guys. This is going to morph, once this decision is made, Mike, into free agency and how they play there, into the draft, what we do there, into roster building in this season, in, into the offseason. There's just like this, this, this big wave that's coming of stuff that mm-hmm. we're going to be dealing with. And the big thing we're dealing with right now is – who are the Falcons asked to request or at least requested to be interviewed? And we, we will review this coming up. But we've also heard a lot of rumors with uh, the parting of the ways with Bill Belichick today. And by the way, the presser, they saw we were talking about, Mike and I were talking about this before we get to yeah, man, no man. And, you know, Belichick was, is Belichick. But, you know, Mike said, listen, if he is to come here, and we do not know if this is the case, right? I mean, I think Arthur Blank really, really wants him. And D-Led feels the same way. Well, uh, listen, I think Arthur, you know what Arthur Blank wants? He wants a splash. This is it. For no, him, Jim Harbaugh is the freaking splash. Well, you could say that, but you're getting the six-time Super Bowl winning champion, and you know I'm totally against it, but the splash is you get the guy that's owned the NFL for 20 years in the minds of most people. This is the biggest thing you could ever do. So I get that, but I was going to say, Mike, if he comes, <laughs> is he gonna? what's he going to say in his introductory presser? Is he going to speak for three minutes and be I mean, done? Whatever it is, it is. So we'll see. We're getting ready for Cincinnati. It's a wild game. Looks like the field will be wet. We're getting ready for Cincinnati. Whatever it is, it is. Right now, we're preparing for Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. yeah. We do what we thought was best. We're getting ready for Cincinnati. It's hot, it's hot. It's not. Getting ready for Cincinnati. Played hard. I've already covered it. Zero. Yeah, I've already covered this. That's fun. Yeah, I mean, he'll literally say probably, because in the introductory press conference, you guys know how to do, you have to really address a lot of things and, and make a big, broad statement about your vision. And he'll probably say more and if he does get the gig here in five minutes, and he said in five years up in New England. But uh, and by the way, guys, how you handle a press conference has nothing to do with how you coach. We're not saying that. We're just saying if you guys had a problem with uh, Arthur Smith <laughs> and the way he handled the media, well, take a, take a get ready pill. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, you're, you're so right about that. All right, coming up, uh, we're oh, going to – That's a convenient narrative. Oh, sorry, Art. It, it's kind of true. Uh, dog report, the fallout from Nick Saban retiring. Who could replace him at Bama? All that's on the way. But right now, let's get to Yeah, Man, No Man. It's time for Yeah, Man, No Man. He's the former MVP of his high school football team. Not really. From New Jersey. The Cavs are here. And gives rapid-fire questions. Here's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Chris Thomas. I don't have a TikTok either, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Erdo, what's going on? I have an update in a week, maybe the week of weeks of big stories. I have an update on the biggest story. Okay. And that is that our guy, Darko Rajakovic. Yeah! 
has been fined. How much? How much they fined me? This embarrassment for league, for players, I'll tell for you referees. That. After we relive. This is completely BS. Yes. This is shame. Yes. <laughs> what happened tonight? This is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees. Shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in the fourth quarter. Like, how to play the game. I understand respect for all stars and all of that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible is Scotty Barnes, who is all-star caliber player in this league? So for that tirade, he got fined $25,000. That's nothing! He crushed the officials! That's nothing! This is completely BS. This is shame. They get to win tonight? If If that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. It's great. Uh, it's awesome. It, it is. Uh, I'm shocked. It, I thought it was going to be like hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I tried. Do you to know look- how much that is in Serbian drachma? Twenty five thousand dollars. How much? One point seven million. <laughs> it's a lot in the exchange. So he this is any, completely uh, BS. This is shame. And he checks back home. It might be uh, magnified there. So I tried to look up his salary, but uh, as we know with NBA head coaches, right. it's very vague. I believe it's somewhere in the neighborhood of between two and four million dollars. It's more than that, I tell you. By the way, it's dinar, not drachma. <laughs> drachma is Greek dinar is Serbian money. Well, Nick Nurse won a championship there, became one of the highest paid guys. Now nurses because with the, with he this. had claw. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have claw. I've got the Barnes. Yes, I, the future face of the NBA. You said who? By the way, just signed a new hundred fifty million dollar contract himself with the Clippers. Yeah, I know. Uh, bye, boy. I, you know what? Um, I'd love to be as hurt as hurt as much as he mm. has been and get that kind of deal. Either way, uh, <laughs> come on, Claw. He uh, he is uh, probably on the lower end of coaches as far as salaries, just because of the job that he took. But yeah, man, listen, I loved it. That's a that's an all time rant right there. We haven't heard a coach go in like that in a long time. Mike's on point. Yesterday, the whole joke here is if you're missing this, Mike said, "I sound like this guy." And I said, "Mike, he doesn't sound like that." And then Mike said, "Play it." And he sounded like that. I have no Kyle Lowry. <laughs> he goes every single time to the rim with force and trying to get, get uh, to, the, to the rim without flopping and, and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How is that possible? With force. With force. <laughs> with force. I have Scotty Barnes. Uh, Future NBA Hall I of I don't Famer. have Fred Van Vliet. Nope. He's no, not here. No, you don't. No. Claw, Claw in L.A.? <laughs> Nothing. Yes. No, no, all I have is 25000 less U.S. dollars. <laughs> you know who else they don't have? Jakob Podol, a no fan Podel. favorite of yours. Big time. Um, That's what Hawks you know need. Guys who talk like me. <laughs> you need Eastern European missing vowels with funny little accents over consonants. You know where Pero is, Coach? Have you seen Pero lately? Pero is playing in Philippines right now. Funny little what accents? Little, uh, some calls them umlauts. Yeah. <laughs> Hawks need umlauts. We, we need Schroeder bags. That we, that we need. Schroeder bags, umlauts, accent the goo. Oh man. Yeah. Listen. If you, Ivan, you need Ivan Johnson, <laughs> Pedro Antique, and you need guys with funny names. If you haven't, I think that uh, last one was French. There, coach. If you Antich, <laughs> accent aigu, accent aigu. I'm trying to give a, cover all nations. <laughs> If you hadn't heard that whole rant, we played it yesterday. It's it's the best. So twenty five grand. I'm shocked. All right, Turtle. I'm I'm surprised. All right. If I were to ask you guys, who was on Pat McAfee today? Uh, take a wild guess. The Aaron, guy that was Aaron supposed Rogers? to not be on. Aaron, supposed to not be on the show. Was he really? That's correct. Yeah. For five hundred there. What Alex. happened? 
they brought him on to <coughs> mend fences, let's say, because Pat McAfee opened the show by saying he was stunned, floored by the amount of outrage that was brought out by Aaron Rodgers supporters saying that he was weak by banning him from the show for the rest of the NFL season. Your thoughts? Make Pat McAfee show great again. Essentially is what that <laughs> stunt was. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm just surprised after we're done, he's not coming on. The executive's all in their bag and hot and everybody's right. going, we got to fix this. And then you bring him back on. So did he say anything today? Did he say anything? I mean, that's a question. Conveniently, they no. just talked football. Oh, uh, right. Really? Yeah. Football? Yeah. How about you that? You mean NFL football? Correct. Kind of what the you ES- got messed up, Aaron. <laughs> what the ESPN executives were kind of hoping would be the case. I thought that's what they were supposed to do. Uh, right. Yeah. So, so I guess he's back then. He's back on the show. No. Oh, he's done. He's just a one shot. He deal. will quote be making pop ins and pop outs throughout oh. the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. All right. But he is not uh, canceled. They wanted to make sure that that word was not used specifically. Of course not. Um, so he got canceled. Well, he did, but okay. don't tell him that. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! <laughs> nope. Yeah. So one of our favorite guys in the industry is in hot water again, unfortunately. Uh-oh. Uh, Michael Irvin is being investigated oh, come by on, police turtle. again after what police are referring to only as a vague and unspecified, quote, allegation. Oh, boy. They will not reveal the nature of the incident. Is this with a woman? They will not reveal oh. any details at this time, and it is unclear if he will still appear on Fox's new look undisputed. This is ridiculous. You know what I did? Somebody knocked me out. I, I tore the tag off a mattress. So looks They have like, it in for me. Looks like you Mr. know on the pillow, don't remove the tag. I removed the tag. <laughs> Got the DPD. <laughs> Without merit. Uh, listen, man, I am and have been. Uh, Next thing you know, they tell me it's my fault, Michael. I'll suck a baby, jump out the window, and leave the weapon one. A, a big, big proponent, a big, big yeah. advocate for Michael Irvin. Can't get out of his own way. I know. I love the guy, but he just he's always finding trouble. Of, can't get out of yeah. his own way. And, and uh, again, I don't know what these, you just said, it. I don't know what these accusations are, but I'm like, bro, mm. sit yo at home. Right. Do your show. Go back home. Like, don't do anything that would put you out there. You've been going through this stuff. When was that? It was the Super Bowl, it right? It was almost yeah. a year to the well, day. What was the resolution on that? With the hotel. Obviously nothing, because he got hired again at the box. <laughs> no right. criminal charges. Yeah. 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 We felt that you know at the time it just it, it seemed so you know weird that uh, the with the woman was Michael overtly flirting. Was he, he did touch her? What the story was? And then there also stuff came out that said it was you know it was a person that was it was much to do about nothing. And the hotel was saying they vigorously defended it, and they, so they didn't. So I mean, but again, all you hear is the accusations. You never hear the thing how the thing plays correct, out. Correct, and that's the un, uh, the unfortunate part, Mike, because. Just like with the last incident that we're talking about, nobody came out and retracted statements or did anything to say, "Hey, Michael's innocent." None of that came out. What I am, we'll see where this goes. But yeah, man, I uh, was unaware of that. Just a bummer, you know, because he's just so good on TV. Oh, he's great. It's like, why put yourself in these particular situations? People have an agenda. Exactly. Out to get me. Sound like Aaron Rodgers there, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> he got a god complex. I have nothing to say. I'm just trying to make a dollar in this world, Carl. I know. I know, Mike. I get it. Uh, Coming up, guys, we're going to talk about Nick Saban stepping away. Uh, Alabama is on the hunt. Everybody is curious to see where they are going to go. 
How do you replace the man? I really mean that. The man. We'll talk about it coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 